Hey guys, what's up? It's Simone. Hey guys, it's Jay. And welcome to the Dating Game Podcast. Woo! Yay! So really quickly, I'm sorry to change the subject quite swiftly, but I had this random thought today and while I was just in my fragile state, just... Um, I think I was editing and just listening back to one of our other podcasts that we did recently. And I was, um, I don't know if it would have come out by the time we released this one, but I was reflecting on something that I said about an ex seeing me in a different environment and then just being like, what is this? I don't understand. Like, why are you, like, why are you in this kind of space? And I realized that's quite a common trend with my exes. Um, when they see me in an emotional state, they often say, what is this? And why are you like this? And this, that, and the other. So I was wondering if it was just me and I'll elaborate a bit more on it shortly, but when you are in relationships, Jay, do you get emotional in front of your exes? And then how do they take that? Um, I think overall, I think I oh. I don't get emotional often because I've been told that I keep things in until a certain moment and then I'll express how I feel. But I think when when I get emotional, it's like, it depends how often I do it, I think. I think the first time, obviously, people become a bit like, oh, you're upset, are you okay, blah, blah. Um, and then they're like, oh, you're crying, I haven't seen you cry. But when you continuously do that, this is when I was younger, I used to continuously express my emotion. I think they see it as a, oh, why are you crying? Like Almost like a dismissive, like, oh, you shouldn't be crying. Like, get over it kind of thing. So it depends on the, the time or the age and who was my ex. So... Y- do you have you did you find that some of your exes were better at coping with your more emotional yes. state than others? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think more, I think, yeah, definitely 100 percent But I think it's also due to the fact of their family dynamic, how many women they're around, how many, how they're aware of the um, not saying women always cry, but just just the understanding of the emotion. You know, if the, if it was expressed a lot in their family unit, then they're used to it. If they're not, if they don't understand why, well, if they're going to come from a family that's really tough love, mm. they won't be able to cope with it. Mm. Yeah. What about you? That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, so basically, I think what's what. I've noticed and I guess there are two sides to every story but from what I've noticed in every relationship that I've been in I've always been like the super strong I mean you know me like obviously you're one of my best friends so you know me kind of like in my more vulnerable states and in my stronger states but overall I do try to kind of keep a stronger persona and a together persona and then at any point if I ever become more vulnerable my exes are like I don't understand why you're like this I remember so I had that that ex that I was just talking about who was like one of my first exes but then since then whenever I've kind of needed them more um, and probably had did become quite needy but in a very vulnerable state of my life I just needed more of their um, emotional uh, support that's kind of when they've direct like drawn back and I'm not used to seeing you like this and I remember when I was with one of my exes the tall one he was like um I'm not used to seeing you like this I don't I get that you need me but I'm not used to that and I just don't know how to 
I don't know how to cope with that kind of thing was the conversation that we had and then I was sort of looked at him like are you crazy like if we're in a relationship that's what you're supposed to you're supposed to learn <laughs> how to cope with when someone needs you more than the other than, than before but it was just really bizarre but I realize now looking back it, it has been a trend and I'm wondering whether that's because I'm I don't show my vulnerability enough earlier on and then when it does happen then it then I'm then it's a shock or if it's because of how I show my vulnerability or you know just it just had me feeling a bit reflective and I just wondered if it was just me or if it was a woman thing if it was a black woman thing um yeah the thing is you don't really um cry a lot that I can see like you probably do it behind the closed doors but you don't actually cry like to me like oh I'm upset I'm upset about this and I feel like I do, I'll tell you, I'll express. If I'm upset about something, if I've seen a happy show or whatever, I'm going to show you that I'm crying. And I think if you are crying and realise that you're crying, I think, oh, shit, something's happened. <laughs> something serious actually has happened, do you know what I mean? And I think it is a bit like, I don't know how to cope with this because I haven't seen you like this. And there are a few people in my life that I feel that, including you, that if I saw them crying... It, there'll be there must be a solid reason why because you don't normally do that um so I think you need to express your vulnerability because it also shows a softer side because if you also if you don't do that I think they feel that oh Simone can handle it oh Simone can deal with it and blah blah so when you do do it they're like well you've never shown a side so why so what's what is this what is this thing that you're doing <laughs> like they don't know what emotion is um but I think express it from the beginning because yeah, so they can deal with the situation a bit more. Mm. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think you are right. So then have you ever had an ex who's shown their vulnerable side? Have you ever had an ex that sort of cried on your shoulder? Or <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, but I'm not saying it. Say a time. Okay. Not an ex, somebody that I was seeing. And they, I feel like they did it too much. <laughs> You can't just say that, say that because you're going to look bad without the context. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. There's a con, there's context to it. You're not just saying that. Yeah. I'm not just a horrible person. I think, <laughs> they, they almost expected me to mother them, babysit them. That's the difference. Of course, there's elements of that in a relationship, but asking me things like, you know, I'm upset because this, this, that. And I, I see, I can't comprehend. I'm like, what are you talking about? Get over it. See, I think I give, I can give, I can give tough love a little bit. I think I've soft, softened during the years, but I think as a man, I do still have that stereotype wandering in my head that you should be a little bit more stronger yeah. than me or whatever, which, which is bad. It is bad yeah. because men should be able to express their, if they're down or what, or not down, or if they're crying, they can, they should be able to do that. Yeah. What yeah. about you? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had a, a man that's cried. Um, but I, I do tend to date more sensitive men. So if a man says, oh, I was really upset today, and then he wants to run on about it or tell me about it, or whatever, then I'm I'm used to that. So I'm used to sort of... Is it I'm upset today? Huh? Would they say actually say I'm upset today? Or would they say I'm ang- annoyed? I don't know. If, okay, I don't know about upset, but that's the overall feeling is upset. It could be annoyed, but then it could be I had a cry, or it could be yeah, I, or it could. Um, 
not yeah or um I could tell that they were upset or something like just something I just yeah so I'm, I'm used to I'm used to the men that I've dated showing emotion whether it's to me or whether they tell me afterwards and then I'm used to kind of being there for them and it doesn't it doesn't surprise me if they do do that so I think maybe it's just something about the, the men that I date but then I've never had a guy actually cry on my shoulder that could be a bit different wow uh, even you said I had a cry like that's a different language to me like I don't even know if a guy said that I'm like whoa like I wouldn't know how to I don't know how to cope with it myself mm. that's a lot for me that's 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 wow like okay I, I commend you and I'm happy that you've expressed that but I don't know how what to, to do mm. how to cope. Mm. but you know just just sorry just a random thought that I had um but it kind of it doesn't really lead onto the topic of today, but it does kind of a little bit because what I realized is that whenever I kind of have this experience where I'm showing emotion now, I'm starting to trust you and then you're not really understanding it, then I completely put my wall back up and then I draw away. And um and and I rather than talking about it and discussing it and kind of getting deeper into it. Um, and I think sometimes that kind of links into my fears of commitment or my fears of like maintaining what is a long, healthy relationship um, without really realizing it. So we talked a little bit about commitment issues a few weeks ago. And I was saying, yeah, like I think obviously we've both dated men that have had commitment issues, I'm sure. And I think that I do a little bit as well. And you were looking at me like, huh? <laughs> because obviously you know that I'm very much open to a relationship. I very much want a relationship in the future. Oh, well now in the future, whatever. And I have for a long time, but then at the same time, I can't acknowledge the fact that I've been in situations where you, I could have been, but then I've drawn away. I've just backed off completely. And um, so today the topic is we're talking about commitment issues like that song. I got commitment issues. You know what I'm I'm trying to fix that for you. Is it H? Is it RD? Is it Central C? I think it's Central C. Why look at me like that for? Don't you know UK rap? I'm just listening to you. I'm just listening to what you're saying. <laughs> I don't take everything in. Because, yeah. You don't song? I think I've heard of it, Simone. I think I've heard of it. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Commitment issues. Commitment issues. So, Jay, tell me about a time that you've dated someone that's had commitment issues. Well, have you? Yeah. Have you? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I think, I think uh, my first boyfriend, I was with him for four years, but obviously we knew that we were in a bubble at university. And when we broke up, he said that I don't want to clip your wings. Um, you could do like, I think you could do something like he said, oh, um, you, I know you've got, you're quite ambitious. You could do a lot more. Um, and I felt like that wasn't to do with, it wasn't to do with the fact that I'm ambitious. Now in hindsight, I feel like it was because he just didn't bother to commit to me. Cause I, I lived in like Luton and he lived in London, South London, although he drove, I felt like it was a, not an excuse, but he just wanted, he didn't want to commit to going backwards and forwards. I literally feel like that's the reason. Um, so that's the only, that's the only time that I feel like there was commitment issues. Like, I don't think like I've dated people that have been like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Because like I always say to you, um, most of my boyfriends, they knew that they wanted to be with somebody. The people that I'm seeing, that I was seeing now, 
even the people that I'm seeing, like, oh, actually, I think, I think actually the people that I saw before, they might ha- have a little bit of commitment issues. So like yeah. tape recorder, back to the university relationship. So yeah. did you break up? Because I can't remember the timelines, if I'm honest. So did you mm-hmm. break up once you had already left university or were you leaving and then you broke up? No, we were together probably six months after university. Right, so you tried it for six months. Yes, yeah. And I and I felt like he didn't come and visit me as often as he should have and vice versa. But he drove. I didn't drive then. I think I think I didn't have a car, sorry, then. Um, and I said, oh, so easy, you know, for you to come and see me, blah, blah. But I feel like, well, he was like, oh, you know, I don't want to clip your wings. You're really ambitious. But now in hindsight... I feel like it's because he didn't want to commit to the trans. So coming back and forth, he didn't want to commit to me. Maybe he wanted something else. I feel like it was a phobia because we're outside the bubble. We're outside the university bubble. It's very easy and convenient. The relationship I had at university with him was convenient. We were on the same campus. We were in the same house. I was was with my boyfriend for two houses. So three years I lived with him. Mm. So it was very easy. Was it ever a consideration to move in together after uni? Um, I think we just wanted to try it on our own, um, like with the car and everything, because he had a job near him and I had a job in London. Um, and I think we always spoke about, oh, this is it. But to be honest, when we got to graduation, he hurt me a lot with what he did. Uh, not not this not major, he didn't cheat on me or anything like that, but he, he did something that I didn't really respect. Um, and then after that, I kind of knew that this guy is not really committed. Like he just did it for convenient issues, yeah. uh, reasons. Sorry, it's not a bad thing. Obviously, we're very young, <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but I'm not trying to put ideas in your head, but <laughs> but that whole like you know, I know so many people that have lasted with their university booze, yeah, because they made it work afterwards yeah. and obviously you and that person were never meant to be but if somebody did make a bit more effort you never know what could have happened really yeah but like I said I'm always willing so it's up to that other person not putting the blame on him but I am yeah (laughs) so (laughs) yeah that's the thing though that's the thing it's like um we're always willing we're always willing we'll always fight like and this is the this is the the biggest annoyance when it comes to meeting someone who's not willing to commit is that you know that you're you you may not even be ready yourself but you know that because you like that person because you see something something with that person you're willing to go the extra mile to make it work with them but when they're not giving anything back it's the most frustrating thing because then you start to question your own worth you start to question that whole thing of like is it really, is it about them or is it really about me? Is it, is it me that's stopping them from wanting to give their all to me, et cetera? And it becomes like a bit of a vicious cycle. Um, so yeah, it can be quite sad. It can be quite sad. Do you believe that, actually, let me wait, carry on. So you were talking about the guys that you've been, that you were seeing and that they may have had commitment issues. Yeah, I think one guy, he did have commitment issues. So I really liked him. And I said, oh, I'm ready to go to the next step. And he wasn't that ready yet. But he was really young. We were like 22. This is like after uni. And then recently, not recently, but like then the, I guess the table turned and he was ready for that. And I wasn't ready for that. So I think commitment issues can obviously, it depends on age. It depends on a lot of things. It depends on everything. It depends if you're ready for that, if you've got 
if you've got your shit together. It depends on so many, there's so many variables to commitment, right? And I think it does scare you. And especially for guys, they get all funny, don't they? I need, I need to have this, I need to have that, I need to have this money. <laughs> and it's just like, really? Like, you could just do that with me, you could build with me, like, calm down. God, it's not even that big of a deal. <laughs> I know, and I feel like it's just getting worse, isn't it? It's like guys... <laughs> They think that they need to have everything patterned out. I don't know, maybe it's changing, but there's definitely a a 20-year gap (laughs) where men were just rubbish at the whole commitment thing and they just couldn't get their head around giving themselves to another person. They couldn't get their head around building together. All that stuff was just a myth to them. Now, maybe it's a bit different with the young ones, but like, yeah, you're right. I think men put a lot of pressure on the idea of commitment and and having everything patterned out um I feel like sorry have you experienced that so I was just about to say I feel like my biggest obstacle in uh dating has been commitment or commitment issues and I'm going to put it both ways um I'm not going to put all the blame on the men because obviously I'm choosing those men and I'll go on to that in a second but a lot of the men that I meet that I come across that I like they're not ready they're not in that place they tell me that I'm great I'm wonderful but they're not well then they're not able to give me all the things that they think that I deserve I've been told that I'm a designer and they're Wilkinson's or whatever it is like just just different things yeah like I've been told it all and ultimately it all comes down to just not being ready not being not wanting to be in a committed relationship and it's been very frustrating is that that it though is that commitment or is that the fact that they they feel intimidated being with you I think there's a difference do you think there's a difference because because recently somebody said I don't deserve you shut up (laughs) <laughs> I feel like it's a bit like it's an excuse like what do you mean you don't deserve me then fix up then it doesn't take, it doesn't take a genius like well that's that's the argument I guess that's the argument isn't it like they're not ready they're not ready to be yeah, at your, your, they're not ready your to level work. yeah they, they're comfortable yeah they're comfortable and they don't want that pressure mm-hmm. they're comfortable just cracking on getting on with it <laughs> <laughs> but you know what like yeah maybe you're right maybe there's that level of intimidation. I might cut this bit out, actually. I might have to have um, So, you know, I don't know if I told you this. On my birthday, I had all these cards. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> the theme of all the cards were, oh, my gosh, I just love how you strive for better. I just love how you're always achieving. I just love how you're always challenging yourself. Literally every single card. I was like, <laughs> am I making my life harder for myself? <laughs> Am I living a struggle life? <laughs> because everybody seems to associate me with challenge and and and, and overcoming obst- and and blah 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 blah. <laughs> like these are all lovely things, like so lovely, but it made me think. I was like, am I living life difficult? <laughs> Should I just be like chugging along? Um, and then as you were just speaking just now, I was thinking about oh my gosh, like maybe that is a bit intimidating to men. Maybe I should really be, because I honestly, like I said to you last week, we're always striving for better. And there are people that are just comfortable. Like I wake up every day, like I need to be better than yesterday in some way, shape or form. I need to eat better. I need to work out better. I need to do better at work. I need to earn more money. I need to whatever. We're constantly thinking I, I need to be better than yesterday. But there are some mm-hmm. people that just wake up and just chill. And I'm wondering 
if that's why I need to be more selective with the people that I choose. What do you mean? So if you're more selective, what will happen? Or who would you choose? I would choose people that are like me. Yes. And that's the, that's what I've realised. This is exactly what I realised. Yeah. If it goes back to at the beginning, identifying what you want and being able to um, remove them from your life. I know it sounds really horrible, but at the beginning, you already know that you want to get married. You already know that blah, blah. it doesn't matter what it is. So if they they hesitate, like, mm, well, I'm not there yet, I do this, 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 then you have to just suck it up and say bye. And I know it sounds bad, that's that's what you've got to do. What I've realised also, if people that, people, so I do a nine to five, Monday to Friday, nine to five. I didn't think it was an issue to date somebody that does shift time. I didn't, I never thought that was an issue ever. I thought, of course, we're just going to work around it. No, it's an issue. <laughs> you don't understand that I get up at nine. I do nine to five. I cannot do anything. And that's not even to do with the recent person. I'm talking about people during my dating life. They see sometimes, sometimes they're scared that you have a fixed routine or you've got fixed ambitions. So they don't want to commit to you because they feel that you are already in that routine, that like life routine. They're still up and down trying to figure out what they want to do. So some of them don't commit because they don't want to put you through the hassle of them still working out stuff. There's no age to say you have it all ready by a certain age, is there? Some some quicker, sooner rather than later. And I feel like with myself, for example, I'm in a career that I have to do nine to five. That's my routine for the rest of my life, unless I change it. Does that make sense? But with that, people that do different are different to me. They might have shift times. They might do different things. It's, it's a bit up and down. And I just think that that's why they're scared to commit. It's also intimidation about your lifestyle. It's intimidation about what you have already. I do think that's a big factor to commitment. But I don't think you said it's about not wanting to put you through the hassle. I don't think commitment issues is about you. I think commitment issues is it's very much about yourself, about themselves. I don't think, I mean, they could, they probably will put that whole spin on, you know, I'm not worthy of you. You deserve better than me, this, that, and the other. But it's not really about, me it's not really about the other person it's definitely about a it's a you thing it's like I don't really want to be held accountable I don't really want to look at someone and think I need to be better for them I just want to live for myself at this moment in time I think that's really what commitment issues comes down to um but when you're in love with that person or infatuated and you want to do everything for them I think that person can come into play because they might think you know what I actually truly like you, but I just not there where you are. And for example, when people, I don't know, have a job opportunity abroad and they're like, oh, you can come with me, for example. Are you laughing? I'm going to carry on. You can come with me or, or whatever. It's not to be a job opportunity. It can be anything. But it's about being ready. Like, what is that person going to do? What can they offer to the table? What can they put in the table? And then they think about you. I can't do it. I can't be there. I can't support you. I can't do it because I'm not there. And yes, I guess I guess it is them. But that, that when you're in love or really infatuated, somebody, sometimes it's about them. Like I can't do that for you as a man. I can't do that because you're the one supporting. And men have ego issues, as we know. Yeah, I mean, there are so many different reasons for why people don't want to commit. So many, whether it's financial, yeah. whether it's emotional, whether it's. Um, or the other things <laughs> mentally or whatever it is so many reasons or just kind of not wanting to tie themselves down to one person have you ever have you dated a guy ever where you thought you're not ready to be with one girl oh okay 
Iya, kenal. Yeah, hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I think it's clear. I think that 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 option that is the easiest sometimes because you know what it is. I know it sounds. You know what it is. They're a player. Full stop. You just you you make a decision if you want to be with them or not. I think that's quite black and white. Yeah. The, the thing that the thing is what's what's frustrating is the fact that if they say something like I'm, I don't deserve you or you're better that's that's the frustrating thing if a guy's a player I feel like it's not easy when you're dating I feel like not it's, it's not easy but that's a good enough excuse to say right they're not ready let's cut but when it's like oh I don't deserve you you think about yourself like oh what have I done how what have, what's what's going on here I don't, that's weird because obviously it goes back down to when what what is um you know when people say oh they cheated on me or whatever it's a good enough reason to leave right it's a good enough reason to some people to leave but I think when it comes to commitment issues and they say something like I I I'm, I don't deserve you it makes it difficult it's like oh what what does that mean but if somebody said oh, I can't I don't want to be in a relationship because I I see I'm lustful for other girls and they're like right kind of cut cut it off or carry on mm-hmm. I think it's more black and white to be honest yeah it's true. It's true. Have you been with someone that's like that? I don't know. Um, probably, yeah, yeah, I have. Um, but I was, I was just thinking as you were talking about um, a guy that I was dating this summer, and um, I don't know what was going through his head at the time because everything just seemed to just like go downhill very quickly. <laughs> but it seemed when I look back, I can only put it down to like the whole commitment thing. And when we first, when we went out on our first day, we had like the best time. We had so much fun. We drank loads. Like we just had just so much fun. And, but he, and one thing that stuck out to me is he said, he asked me, what's your worst flaw? Like he basically was like, oh, you're perfect. Like what's wrong with you kind of thing. Like what just, what's one thing that you don't like about yourself? And I was like, oh, you know, da, da, da. And then he said, I said, what about you? He's like, I'm very complacent. Like I'm just very complacent in life like I just just chug along I'm not that ambitious um I find a comfortable position and I kind of want to do better but I'm just comfortable there and me again this kind of ties into what I kind of was talking to you about earlier but I'm not like that I'm I could be comfortable I could be happy but I'm always like okay what's next what do I want what's better but I think there's something wrong with that not wrong with it but I've obviously I want to chill so at one point I was thinking maybe I need to find someone with that had the right balance that I can kind of that can even me out kind of thing so I didn't look at it as like a red flag at the time so that's cool red flag cool but was like fine we had a couple more dates had a really really good time and then it was just before I went away for work and we were having a conversation and we were getting like we were having a FaceTime he was so consistent he we would text every day call every day FaceTime regularly like so consistent and we were talking about me going away. I said, yeah, like I'm going to go away for six weeks. How do you feel? Or four weeks at the time. How do you feel about that? He said, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. How do you feel? I said, yeah, I feel good. You know, I feel like obviously things are going at a great pace right now. I'm happy to go away. We can still talk. We have a great communication. We'll be good. We'll just continue to get to know each other until I come back. He said, yeah, yeah, great. And we chatted for a bit longer, hung up the phone. And then from that day onwards, it went downhill. And the only thing I could really put it down to was like the prospect of having to think when she gets back and just having to put that, well, this is going to be four weeks that we have to keep talking. I don't know. Because when he did say to me, like, you know, he said, basically, he's not ready. Yeah. He's not in the place. He needs to sort himself out first. 
Um, but it was very triggering. It was like very much like a sudden thing. It felt like, and I said to him, was there anything that we said that was spoken about? He said, no, you've been great. Cool. And it could have been completely separate to me. Something else could have happened that day that I wasn't aware of, but in addition, we were also talking about work. He was talking about applying for a new job, like just various different things. And I just feel like in that sense, it was a, all the indicators were going towards not being ready to commit or not being ready to kind of commit long-term. And yeah, it was just, it's just, it made me realize how suddenly that thing can hit for men. Like just that. All right. It's like realization, realization, like, well, she's not physically going to be here and the time's going to be different. And yeah, I just think they get, they get like overthink it. I think they overthink the whole process of it. And when it goes to, when it comes to like people being away from that person, say if it's to do with like, like relocating or whatever, I think it is harder though. It's much harder. Um, but I think also that person you're talking about, as I can remember, I think they'll go through a lot <laughs> at the time. So, mm. but it, it also talks about when you talk about commitment issues. It's also about like it's a mental state. Mm. Like, what can they actually offer you? Like, not like you said, not financially, not physically. We're actually talking about like offer you mentally, mental capacity to say if you were upset all the time, you had problems all the time. Can they handle that? Can they keep going on with that? Can they handle that? Are they scared to commit? Because you know, you know what? I always think it's funny when you're dating somebody and you get to the boyfriend girlfriend there's a transition there's a transitional state and the woman can either keep it going and the man can keep it going how it is like you're talking the same and you, all you've done is just put a label on it or it can accelerate like 100 percent, and that person's like talking to them every day and they have expectations and sometimes men have had a bad experience from that so they're scared to change change what's going on because you might get more jealous you might get more protective you might be more like oh that's my man and you might ch- turn into this, this this other person that they're not used to they just like to be dating and i know some men i've heard some stories where a guy will get frightened that the girl will change. Mm. And how? That's the, how? Don't be silly. What do you mean how? You know how. <laughs> how though? I mean how? If you if somebody said, oh, oh right, yeah. If you said, oh, if you if you found a guy that you're really into, the next step is introducing to your parents, maybe talking about marriage. It, it just there's a transition. It might be slow, but there's definitely the conversation changes. 100 it's not as fun and you know reckless as it was before you you start to think about certain things like what's the next step what is this you try to start to have emotional like thinking process that's how it changes and that's what the guy gets scared of because they like it how it was quite carefree quite less stress less pressure but when you trans when you're making a note that i'm transitioning to this boyfriend girlfriend stage the woman or the man sometimes changes don't they yeah, I guess so. I do guess so. But I suppose that's when you have to try and control that so that you're not kind of putting your foot on, on the gas and just go, 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 go. Because you both need time to accept those transitions and then need time to make sure that you're on the same page and that you're not one's not going faster than the other. It's all well and good being like, oh, yeah, we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Now you have to meet my parents and meet all my friends. And now you have to do this, do that and do that. It's not it's not a light switch. It's all, it's like having a baby, right? For like for a lot of women, not all women, a lot of women, when you find out you're pregnant, that's it. Maternal instincts kick in right away. Yeah. For a lot of men, that doesn't happen until much, much later. Even when the baby's there, doesn't happen until 
something else happens and they're like oh yeah now I'm a father now I care about this child 100% but yeah it's time and you have to allow that in a relationship as well and yeah as you know I know that I've had to learn that for sure there's been times when I've been like oh great we're going this way let's go let's do it all and then now I'm I'm having to learn or I've had to learn how to sit back and just enjoy like no all this means is that we're loyal to each other like you're my friend yeah and this yeah. is the thing, like commitment is no different. Well, I mean, it's different, but it shouldn't be any different to saying I'm committed to you as a friend. I know you as a friend, Jay, if you do something that I don't like, of course, I don't have to stay. I don't have to stay friends with you, but I'm going to choose to stay friends with you because I'm loyal to you. I'm going to choose to call you out about it. And we're going to talk about it and then just this and the other. But there is a level of loyalty and commitment that is really kind of as simple as when you're in a relationship when you're dating should be anyway but I, I know I know it's not I mean I know I remember having a conversation with our friend and she said now when you're in a relationship it's different and I was like no nah, it's the same like you're just kind of you're just moving one step one step whatever and she was like no nah, it's different it's different it's different and I was like no nah, it's not it's not it's not then I really deeped it and then I thought actually you owe that person way more than you did before like you just do your your responsibilities have stepped up even if you're not living together even if you've been together for two months you just owe someone a bit more than you did before and yeah, yeah it's different it's like when does the loyalty kick in when do you stop to think I'm more loyal to that person like I don't know when you're dating somebody you're getting to know them it's all fun it's carefree it's lovely and da, da, da. but when does that like role begin to change and I think it's fearful it's like you're scared I think it's a scary process mm. I always do I think for the woman it's a bit different because they feel a bit more like I want it to go there but for the man it might be a bit different I might be like oh let's just slow down let's just take two seconds let's just breathe <laughs> mm. uh, and also again it goes back to our, our, our stereotypical um, roles so once that once that commitment's been made the man knows that they have to step out and I know this is really traditional but the man might be thinking, you know, okay, fine, okay, we're, we're together, but I need to put some money aside for the ring, for the engagement ring. I need to put some money aside for the baby. I need to put some money aside for the house. It, it, I think for a man, I do, recently I have been feeling a little bit sorry for men a little bit, you know, in some ways, because I feel like there's a lot of pressure on the man. There is. I wouldn't like to be a man. <laughs> I love being a woman. <laughs> but but like, I think there's a lot going on there. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to just just a lot going on yeah what if they want to what if they want to do their passions you know we spoke about this before Miss Independent episode Mm -hmm. and um what if what if they said I want to I want to do my passions what if they're doing what you're doing Simone pursuing passions but they didn't have medical writing career (laughs) they just had a different career and it was totally different it was working in McDonald's I say that but they couldn't afford because their passion is important to them. They're trying to pursue it. When do you say as a girlfriend, like, no, we need to, you need to get an actual job that can sustain us. Mm. That is, that is hard. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I think the guys fear for. They're, they're like I said, going along life, doing what they need to do, <laughs> you know, having fun with the boys, going out with the boys, that will change. <laughs> that's the commitment issue. Yeah, it's true. And I guess because of, the world that we live in 
where men are expected to be providers. Us as women, we think, okay, if I had a passion project, I could balance that and a relationship. Whereas men are like, no, I, I don't think I can because of what they've been taught, which is strange. And we even talked about it with um, with Kells as well on the episode about, what was it about? Um, I can't remember. Have a look if you can remember. What was it called actually? That was quite a good episode. That was a good episode. Uh, but basically we we were having this conversation with Kells where we were talking about um, basically talking about how when he doesn't feel like he can commit because he has got a side hustle and he's got a this and he's got a that and he hasn't really got time. And I think men feel like they have to give women a lot of time. And um, if they don't, then the woman will get upset. Like every woman is the same. We're not the same, but yeah, whatever it is. And so there's a level of extra pressure that men put on themselves and maybe women put on them too but I think society puts on men um which makes yeah. it really hard yeah there was episode 13 are you ready today that was quite a good episode I might listen back to that yeah. I used to do some um, further research anyways on that particular episode yeah episode. <laughs> yeah so um yeah like yeah that was a good episode but yeah definitely listen to it guys it's really quite deep and I think this is definitely what this is definitely relating to that episode because although we talk about commitment it's the same for men I I think there's stages right are you ready to date number one are you ready to date one person (laughs) not a hundred one that's also a different transition in mindset then after that are you ready to be a boyfriend girlfriend then after that if it gets to that stage are you ready to commit to them for life and those are quite those, those come with different pressures mentally spiritually physically and through and financially too so do you think the saying when a man knows he knows is true yeah one million percent when a a guy is ready to commit the guy does not hesitate let me tell that now and although they might be thinking about like the emotional and physical and not necessarily thinking about maybe financial and stuff but when they're ready they're ready that's what I think is that any is that anything to do with you or is that to do with just time? Oh, what, what I think it's to do with that person. Like if they're unique or if they're ticking all the boxes, I think it's to do with them. But it's also to do with time, <clears throat> 100%. Because somebody I was seeing, they were ready to commit because it, maybe it was because it was me, which is nice, it's flattering, it's nice. However, I don't think their lifestyle proved that they were actually ready. So what happens is some, I think you get two types of guys. One guy that says, oh, well, I, need to, I need to get like 100 million by 30. I need to make 100 million by 35. You get that kind of person. Or you get the person that just says yes, because <laughs> they get excited or whatever. And their lifestyle doesn't prove to be commitment worthy. <laughs> Which is it's hard. That's true. That does happen. And then yeah. you get the people that are like they they they're calculated, they suss out, they balance it out, they think about, it, they calculate everything, and then they commit, and then it's hopefully successful. Yeah. But I think the ones that are like need to be patterned up by a certain age versus the ones that say yes and uh, their lifestyle is not proven to be commitment committed. I think it's 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 very difficult for those the latter too. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult. I think women do it too. We've been talking a lot about men, but actually women may do it too. So for example, 
a woman might say, yes, yes, I'm happy to commit. But they might know in the back of their minds that they have too, they're too busy. They're too busy with their lifestyle. They're like, oh, I've got this going on, got that going on. And it just rails off when they're in the dating process. And they say, oh, what are you doing? And you're like, do this, this, this. I've got this passion, got this happy, I've got this. And actually, the, the guy might say, whoa, can you even fit me in? Why am I needed? Yeah. I think with women, it is, it's a case of having other priorities. Like, you're just not a priority. <laughs> I don't want to give my time to you because I want to give my time to other things I actually like and care about. It just looks different, doesn't it? Do you ever think, have you ever been approached by a guy who's like, yeah, let's go the next mile. And you've said no, because it's commitment or is it for you? It's just, just that they weren't, they weren't the right person. They weren't the right pe- person <clears throat> in terms of, yeah, for me, it's always about not being the right person. Yeah. It's actually about, um, it's definitely not about commitment issues. Cause I'm always ready. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm re- I was ready yesterday. But, that, but that's the thing as well. I think a lot of women, and this is probably quite hard for women who do suffer with commitment issues. A lot of women are taught if a guy's ready, then you have to be ready too. And then a lot of women, they get involved in things and then it's not really what they want. Cause we just are expected to say yes to every man who wants to bend, get down on one minute on a bended knee. Yeah, no, you're right, actually. I think that's, that's this is the flip side now. Girls just saying yes for the sake of saying yes. <laughs> They're just saying yes, 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 yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And then you have the other girl that she's waiting for Mr. Perfect. And what happens is she doesn't say yes and she blinks and she's over 50. Wow. <laughs> let's be real, though. Let's be real. There's, there's certain, I've always spoken about this. Maybe it needs a, a separate episode, but I do feel that met women, we've been told, don't settle, don't settle, don't, don't settle. And that's absolutely fine. I would never tell somebody to settle. Mm-hmm. But how long are you going to say this for? <laughs> no offense, but it goes back to the pretty privileged episode. Really great, really great that you're not settling. And that's really great. But how long are you going to say no to these people that are actually okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's about the right person, but really deep it. We have, unfortunately, as women, especially women that want to have children, um, the orthodox way, if you want to say that, um, our biological clock is still ticking. So, so you're going to just keep saying yes, no, no, no. Obviously, the technology is great nowadays because you can have children whenever, but it's all about how long are you willing to, to say not to say no, no, no. And then obviously on the flip side, you've got the woman that says yes, yes, yes. And just, just <laughs> I feel like I do fall into that, that the yes, yes, yes sometimes. Definitely do. I say yes, because I'm I'm physically, I'm ready to be committed, but maybe the person is not right. And I just say it because I get excited. Yeah, I think that you're you're quite good when it comes to commitment. You're quite good. You're ready. Like you're ready yeah. to to give your everything to a person. And whenever you say, right, you're mine, I'm yours, good, let's go. <laughs> you're ready to be like, let's go. You're, we're a team now, we're facing the world together, you're ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get your suitcase, get, your, get the house, yeah, I'm ready <laughs> yeah. to go. Ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Whereas, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'd say that I'm fussy, but I, I feel like I... I'm hesitant because I'm thinking about well, what if I don't think I'm thinking about what if what if what if someone else better comes along maybe in the back of my mind I think there's a level of that for a lot of women like oh, let me just wait because I deserve more or I feel like maybe there's more here somewhere and I can find better um 
And then there's that other side of commitment where you don't want to give yourself to someone and then be committed to them when actually you may not be happy or maybe someone else can offer you more happiness or more things that you think you should have. Um, but yeah, but sometimes I wonder, like, because I'm the kind of person where when the going gets tough, I'm ready to go. And I wonder if that is a commitment thing in the terms of like, I need to make sure that I'm not thinking that I'm stuck in a situation and I want to make sure that I can like move forward if anything happens or whatever else. I've kind of like always got like one foot out just in case. And sometimes I think that it comes down to trust. And sometimes I think I I struggle to commit and go all in because I don't always trust that I'm going to get the same back. So. So it's fear. My position for today. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So fear as to why you would say no to somebody. Or not even, yeah, maybe not even no, but I might say yes initially and then be like, "Mm, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of keep like one foot out just in case. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, ultimately, if I look back at my relationships, the ones, yeah, they've all ended because something's happened and I just didn't want to do it anymore. So... And sometimes I wonder if that comes down to that fear, that fear of commitment or that fear of not um, feeling and of, of settling without. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. It's, it's, it is interesting. And I think like you said, there's, there's many variables, many factors to commitment in general. Um, and it's up to that individual where they are in their life um, and mentally as well. Mm. um and yeah it's, it's a lot I think it's, it's a lot but I think it's all about being um mindful of the next step like what are the pressures what what do I need to now commit to and I think if if we all have had a, a point of view like that to really review what does being a boyfriend girlfriend mean to me what does having a boyfriend girlfriend mean to me I think it's better to go and also communication communicate that you know I haven't I don't think bad, but I haven't got my shit together. Are you still willing to take me? <laughs> you know what? If the guys actually said that to me, it'd be much more easier. <laughs> it'd be easy if you just said, look, I, I'm down now. I ain't got shit. Oh, but thanks. I'm gone then. Instead of lying or just hiding, <laughs> it really does help. Because then I have, then then I can make a, deci- a decision. Mm-hmm. And likewise. Then- oh. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi, Alex. Is my connections unstable? Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Love my camera for a bit. Okay. Um. Yeah, and likewise, if a guy is saying to you, "I'm not ready," if a guy is saying to you, "I don't want to commit," listen to him. Listen to him. Don't think you can change him. Don't think that you that you are the one. Don't think that just just listen and don't take it personally as well. Don't take it personally. Don't think that it's about you because oftentimes it's not. It's about them, and the right person will come along and then you'll make it work. But yeah. So what I was saying is that it's not, we shouldn't hold on to potential. We should listen to the red flag and then make a decision um, and move on if we need to move on. 100%.
100% agree. And yeah, and just kind of be open, be open-minded, but yeah, just move on. 100%. All right, cool. Well, let's wrap up then. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode about commitment issues. If you think that you have commitment issues, if you've dated someone with commitment issues, feel free to get in touch and we want to hear more, especially from guys as well. Cause we had like, you know, like, like we said, we had the take from Kels on episode 13. Um, but I think a lot more people need to kind of own up that. Yeah. Commitment is, is hard and it's not always appeasing, yeah. but, but you know, and, and I've got a problem with it, but let's talk about it you know mm-hmm. so if you do have any experiences let us know or let us know if you want to come on the pod um or if you want to volunteer someone to come on the pod <laughs> yeah but yeah but no but we, we will see you next week guys please make sure you follow us on instagram at dating game podcast and on twitter at dating game pod and use the hashtag the dating game podcast to get involved in the conversation we'll see you next week bye see ya bye bye bye